Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. Capture the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. Despite the restrictions across the globe, which impacted the movement of goods and services, these companies, uh, these companies, small business, small Jamaican businessmen, have expanded into new markets in Europe, North America, the Caribbean, and Latin America. We share the challenges too and how those in the sector conquer and thrive, all in one place. Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition, powered by the Development Bank of Jamaica. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited. I am Mark Titus and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I am here with Jaime Bergara. Senior Vice President of Operations at outsourcing firm IBEX. Welcome, Aime. How are you doing? Hello, Mark. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me today. I am doing great. It is a lovely day um, in Jamaica and there's beautiful weather, so couldn't complain. Tell us a little about you. So my name is Jaime Vergara. I, I was born in Spain. Um, I've been working on this side of the Pacific for, uh, sorry, of the Atlantic for the last 15 years. Um, started in BPO uh, from the bottom as I was going to college, um, you know, engaging customers, handling contacts, doing work. And um, we started working here in Jamaica uh, five years ago, small team, 120 people. And, you know, you, we look into the end of 2021 this year and we'll be 8,500 employees all across the island. So. I would say it's been quite the journey and a very interesting one. Tell us, what is the specific nature of your business and its importance to Jamaica's economy? Well, I would say, you know, BPO is really divided into three segments, right? Which is one is the basic customer service, um, contact center work uh, that most people are aware of. I would say the second part of it is what we call advanced service services uh, and ITO, right? Um, which is any really advanced skill set requirement that we provide a service for any company. And that can go from healthcare to IT support over to financial services, accounting, um, HR, recruitment, hiring processes, a little bit of everything, right? And then the third part, which is the staff augmentation um, segment of our business, which is basically when we offer our employees to perform services for third-party companies and they manage those employees as if they were their own, um, as part of their ongoing uh, needs and business growth, right? And that can go anywhere from software development uh, to HR, facilities management, contract, legal, uh, financial, um, or even audit um, and verification services um, for third-party companies outside of the normal scope. How have you been giving back to the communities in which you operate as part of your corporate social responsibility mandate? So we have three very large initiatives that we started um, in Jamaica since our day one. Um, the first one is uh, cooperation with social development needs. And I would say 
Um, the greatest showcase of this, when we sponsor a couple of organization, is the Strathmore Children's Home. We're the primary sponsor um, for the organization. We've been supporting them through construction, uh, supplies, everyday needs, um, education, training, uh, financial donations and allowances. Uh, that's allowed the home to, to go from supporting um, around 12 to 20 permanent members to close to 36 to 70 um, permanent children that currently get school there. The second initiative that we've taken um, is our IBEX Gives Back initiative, um, where we pick one social cost um, that has been selected by all of our employees through uh, voting. And we enact uh, a three-year plan to help engage that within the community. In, in the case of Jamaica, um, we engaged in our clean beaches um, and environmental health. Um, and so far, you know, in the course of four years, we've cleaned um, over 13 beach establishments on the island. Uh, we've engaged on 16 uh, recycling projects. Uh, and we actually were one of the first companies um, to engage in a completely biodegradable paperless environment um, within our Jamaica locations that allows us to reduce our footprint uh, from an environmental standpoint to minimum levels, right? Uh, the, the next part of this project that we're engaging with in the next year is a pivot to solar power um, where all of our new facilities on the island have the capacity um, and are actually engaged with a uh, solar arrays that allow us to capture energy um, and distribute it into the network. And now a word from our sponsors. We want to help you mark every milestone, celebrate the joy of living. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Welcome back. At this time, I mean, we are battling COVID-19. What impact has this had on business? And That's what not... new strategies have you employed to cope and strive? That's a great question, Mark. Um, the pandemic really started for us as a company um, in very early 2020. We have a lot of operations in Asia, India, uh, the Philippines. Um, we support China work. And so I think as a company, we gained visibility into the COVID-19 pandemic very early compared to some of the more local companies, right? That allowed us to actually pivot um, our entire operational strategy and test a lot of the processes over there that when COVID started to migrate um, to the Western Hemisphere, we were able to anticipate and mitigate. We were the first company on island uh, that required a mandatory mask usage, um, even before the hospitals were doing it. Um, we were, and still are, audited monthly by both the MOH, our partners uh, in the United States and Europe, um, and even the JSESA Special Economic Zone Authority, uh, for compliant with all COVID-19 mandates. We've actually taken the initiative and proactively tested um, over 797 employees for COVID-19 at our own cost. And we've even gone as far 
as um, sponsored COVID vaccinations uh, for all of our employees and all VPO employees in our physical locations. Uh, currently, we've done five vaccination blitzes and we have three more in the pipeline. <clears throat> as of right now, we have over 28.3% of our employees uh, vaccinated on their first dose um, and with a growing number. So I would say from a priority standpoint, COVID-19 became our 2020-2021 target. Um, it's an ongoing struggle. It's not something that goes away. But if you implant the right measures that protect your employee health and safety, that go from social distancing to mandatory deep cleaning every 30 minutes of all shared surfaces, um, incredible health protocols supported by the government, I think we can keep our employees safe and I can say, you know, knocking on wood that after uh, 490 days of COVID, um, our positivity rate as a company in comparison to the country and the number of cases that we've had um, have been extremely limited and have allowed us to continue to operate uh, without service interruption in both our work from site employees, which we currently have over 4,000 and then our work from home employees. Um, which right now we have over 2,500 um, versus a zero number from a pre-pandemic standpoint. It is often argued that there are opportunities in each crisis. Has this pandemic brought about any opportunities for your business? I would say most definitely. Um, I think from uh, uh, looking at ourselves, it's really brought up um, contingencies, measures, and just overall different outlooks from the health and safety of our employees. I can tell you as a large company, we did have um, you know, business continuity plans for pandemic events, but I can also tell you we never acted on one before, right? So it was really, really interesting as the initial situation developed, how we had to pivot some of the processes to align with the reality, right? Obviously mask usage and social distancing were there, but we didn't know exactly how much social distancing was required. We knew that we had to clean our facilities, we, but we didn't know how often or how much, right? And so the, I would say from that point, it's definitely been a learning lesson and a, a good opportunity for us. From a business standpoint, it definitely has as well, right? When the pandemic started and it impacted Asia, um, there was a very large um, business segment that was not prepared. And um, while unfortunately that created a very large health crisis, it also created a very large opportunity for Jamaica and IBEX in particular um, to get into a lot of business and take have some business opportunities that allowed us to capture a lot of new clients and new industries that we now support locally. If you look at our pre-pandemic employee count, which was quarter 4,000 and revenue, which was under hundred million, um, versus now, uh, where we're almost hitting 8,500 by the end of this year and over 100 million in revenue, I would say it's definitely been a growth factor for us, um, both locally and abroad, right? What does a vibrant BPO sector mean for Jamaica now and into the future? So, so that's a great question. A vibrant BPO, I, I, I think, um, there's two things that matter to the Jamaican populace, right? Number one is employment. Um, obviously, as you know, the pandemic hit really hard, especially in the tourism sector, um, but the retail sector was impacted as well. 
right? There were a lot of jobs that were lost and unfortunately unemployment spiked, right? And when we, when we asked people and when we surveyed, you know, half of them said the biggest thing on my mind is the pandemic, but the other half said it's income and jobs. And I can say, if you are looking for a vibrant piece of employment or a vibrant work opportunity within the EPO, one that is growing and offering new opportunities to people is definitely a key factor, right? The number two factor that all of our employees request, and when we did our employee survey in Jamaica, this continues to be the one thing they keep asking more of is development, both internally and professionally and growth opportunities, right? And I think one of the things that I'm most proud of of our local team is that we now have the shared services center functions that support a lot of our global operations out of Jamaica, right? We run our quality, our workforce management, our analytics. Um, we run our construction and project implementation teams uh, out of Jamaica itself. And I think the opportunity to upskill those employees, uh, both through tertiary education and then through partnership programs, like the Global Shared Services Skill Board in partnership with the BPIJ and um, the International Development Bank, have really given us a window um, to bring higher paid, more complex jobs over to Jamaica, um, which then translates to into higher payroll numbers, right? Um, and I can say one of the things I'm most proud of is that for this year, we plan to spend close to $50 million US in payroll alone in Jamaica. Thank you very much for your time, Jaime. It was a pleasure having you on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you, Mark, for this opportunity for both me and IBEX, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. We hope you caught a whiff of the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. We continue to share in some of the challenges and watch as the sector continues to find ways of conquering and thriving. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. This episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition, was brought to you by the Development Bank of Jamaica. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited.